Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, mean boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. It's S-O-S-O, Juve, and we in the building. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cents Podcast. Let me go ahead and introduce the cast of characters to my diagonal bottom. We got HLS. HLS is here, the bitch online step. What's up, everybody? What's going on, my dude? Chilling, chilling, trying to trying to rearrange myself with this, this new background. I got myself in the background. I got social juve in the background. I got logical genius in the background because you guys are always behind my back. Oh my god. I, oh, you know what? Let me just gosh. let me just introduce the next person because I don't even want to I don't even want to go into that your was... background right now and what it's doing to my eyes. So let me go ahead and introduce over to my wait, which way, what direction is it? That way, the logical genius. <sighs> I mean. How do I follow up to that? I mean, I felt like he was practicing. Can't. He was practicing that all week, and he still fucked yeah. it up. Like, I, <laughs> you know. But I am the logical one, ladies and gentlemen. I'm ready for another show. Uh, I love it. He definitely has been holding on to it all week. You could tell. He was just like, "Wait, hold on, I'm ready." I said, "No, the control is not ready. I'm ready." <laughs> that, that, that was him right there. Oh man. Uh, so how y'all doing this week, fellas? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm a little frustrated, man. You know, I'm, I'm in the New York City area dealing with the subways, crowded subways, people bumping elbows, throwing bows here and there. You, it makes you want to want to fight. You know what I mean? I want to fight all the time. Yo, New York I need City. That. True. Wasn't it a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago? Wasn't there like some sort of flooding going on there? Didn't y'all have a whirlpool in the city? What oh, yeah. We, we were fighting. We were fighting water. Like people were fighting each other and water. Like that. that's what it was. Well, it kind of kind of goes into our topic today, which we are going to talk about some MMA. But not only are we going to talk about some mixed martial arts, we're going to talk about the actors who we think that would do well in that forum. And the person that's going to help us with this topic is a television executive producer living in Las Vegas, but is originally from Cleveland, Cleveland. He was worked with the UFC for 19 years and produced close to 40 seasons of the hit show, The Ultimate Fighter. He's also produced television shows for the Playboy Channel. Can't wait to talk about that. Discovery <laughs> Channel, ESPN, and many more. His real passion is for music, both rapping and producing, and has recently started managing performing artists. He is always looking to expand his circle and just wants to make dope shit with dope peoples. Kind of like this episode right here. So we want to welcome to the show, Gary DeFranco. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How you guys What's doing? Up, Gary? Welcome to the show, man. We're good. Man. I'm yeah, Gary. Thanks for joining us. Excited to have you, man. Excited to have you. Thanks for yeah, having excited. me. You guys got all these cool names and then Gary, like the most <laughs> generic white guy name of all time. So I'm like, damn. I need a nickname. <laughs> hey, but Gary, you're killing it with your background. So, I mean, yeah. you're, you're, yeah. don't worry about a nickname with a background like that, man. Seriously. Shoot. Yeah. You're blowing us right. out the water. 
So let me start you off with our icebreaker, Gary. What is your superpower and how has it assisted you in your journey? Um, I'm really short. So when I don't want to be noticed, I could just kind of duck under shit. But then I'm really loud. <laughs> so when I want to be noticed. Now, I think uh, I've always thought I was really good at bringing people together and trying to find people their powers and empower them to, you know, use them. It doesn't matter what your position is, wherever, if you're the first day production assistant or a producer, if you have a good idea, or I think, you know, you'd be good at doing something. It doesn't matter if you've been there two years, 10 years, two days, you know, I always try to give people what they need to shine and, and put good people in the right spot. So I think that would probably be my superpower. That's a, that's a great. great superpower. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, to piggyback off of that, you talk about first day production assistant to where you are at as this esteemed uh, producer. Can you talk to people about how you got to that part of the journey? Because I think people only see the end results and they say, hey, I want to be a director, not realizing there's a climb to become the director. I, I want to be the executive producer, not realizing that there is a climb to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a long story. I'll give you the short version. And I got in a lot of trouble growing up and ended up moving to Las Vegas to avoid more issues. Ended up going to college for a while. It didn't quite pan out, but I met some really good people during that time. Music was my life from 14 till 24. And I was really trying to do that, but just, you know, one disappointment after another. And I was living 20 deep in a three bedroom apartment in the hood over here on the east side of Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Okay. I had a room. It was rough. I mean, everyone that I luckily had a room, but everyone in the living room had a Tetris to sleep, like position oh. them way. And it was, it was crazy. It'd be like a dog. I'd be like, when the fuck do we get a dog? Like, oh, that's so-and-so. So-and-so son. Like so-and-so lives here and their son and their dog now. Like oh, I don't even boy. know any of these people. So that was going on. And I was about to move back to Cleveland and the record store shut down. This was 2003 or four. And a good friend of mine from college called and he's like, Hey man, I need a place to crash. He had gone to film school and then moved to LA. And he's like, I got a job on this discovery channel show and I need a place. I'm like, man, you're a neat freak and a germaphobe. This is not the place for you <laughs> at all. I mean, people just empty their blunt guts on the carpet and oh, just man. you knock something like it was a disaster. It was terrible. The question and for you, Gary, time. let me interrupt you the quick. Time. Yep. Did anybody spill cereal on your couch? Probably every day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you kept it moving. That's what I'm saying. I, I got someone here that just loves to hold on to a grudge. I tell yeah. you. <laughs> it was a new couch. It was a new couch. Yeah, our couch was not new. <laughs> <laughs> no, your, your, your couch, was, it was the old couch. And that's why you got a new couch. I'm not claiming credit for the new couch. I didn't mess that one up. He just felt it was time. You know? <laughs> so, so Gary, let me ask you about that logic. You said you left Cleveland because you were getting into trouble to go to Las Vegas. Now, if you, ask, you ask people, you know, a couple of words to describe Las Vegas. Trouble might be one of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why Las Vegas? How like why Vegas? I was actually born in Las Vegas and I moved to Cleveland oh. when I was two years old. Okay. And when I think it was 1990, the UNLV team won the national championship and I got to come out here and I got to see that team play the Russian national team. They beat them by 30 points. Mm. And it was like, I think I was 12 years old or something like that. And I was like, I'm going here. This is amazing. It was crazy, you know? 
and and all this shit and i've been locked up a few times and all kind of shit going on i was always like i just gotta survive enough to get to las vegas was always kind of like this mystical or mythical like oasis in the desert you know so it was not really like that but you know i moved here in 97 with 400 bucks took 200 to get across the country and you know i just you know struggled a lot but i figured out how to you know maneuver and i just dodged a lot of bullets literally and figuratively so yeah but i did get in plenty of trouble i don't know if it's luck or someone's watching over me or whatever but i I managed to make maintain it to like that one point of 20 deep on the you know in this apartment and my buddy said you know i need a place to stay and i said i'm leaving in 10 days i'm going back to cleveland stay as long as i'm here and uh long story short like four days later, he said, hey, I need an assistant camera guy. They fired the guy at my job. If you want, I could try to get you the job. He said, I don't know about cameras and shit, man. Just come with me and talk to the executive producer and see what happens. He's like, you got a dress shirt? I'm like, nah. So he takes me to Burlington Coat Factory, buys me a $13 dress shirt. I'm like, I got to have a resume. So I fake up a resume. He's like, you can't use that, man. Like, they're going to know. I'm like, I can't just have my <laughs> Good. And uh, the guy looks at it. He's like, man, this is all bullshit, isn't it? I'm like, nah, it's not all bullshit. He's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, that's my name and my email address. And I'm like, oh, shit. I I spelled my email address wrong. It wasn't even my email address. But yeah, so I'm like, fuck, man, there it goes. He's like, well, I went to college in Ohio. You know, the guy's name that hooked it up was Adrian. He's like, he tells me you're from Cleveland. He's like, you a Browns fan? I'm like, yeah. Well, you suffered enough, so I'm going to give you one shot. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how that happened. Yeah. That's that's a crazy story wow yeah i got yeah. you know god bless or you know i don't even like whatever your religion is or karma or whatever like i think i did i just did enough good things to have a few good people in my life that gave me a, like a hand up when i needed it and then i try to do the same for other people since but man i messed up i broke the camera and lost all the paperwork the first day i thought wow. it was like over for me I, i'm like oh man this like I, I, I was trying too hard, I guess, or whatever. But 20 years later, that show led into the Ultimate Fighter and a bunch of other opportunities, and I just wow. slowly, slowly, slowly wow. worked my way up. But that's great. That that's a great story. Yeah, that's a great story. Now, going from discovery to discovering naked bodies, how do we go from that to Playboy? Yes, you know, technically, we're like usually all freelance. If I work, you know. I'll usually work for the same company for nine months out of the year or whatever. And then there's time when shows aren't in production that you freelance. And I got a friend from LA. I was just going to move out to LA at that time. And he calls me up. He's a gay guy. And he's like, Hey man, I got offered this job. And I'm like, I feel like I got to give it to you, man. I got another opportunity as well. And it's a, it's, I'm like, what's it about? And he's like, it's Playboy channel. It's in Malibu, Playmates. They're equal jobs in my opinion. So I kicked them your information. They're probably going to call you. I was like, just moved to LA. I'm like, oh, thank you. I love you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was it was only one show, and uh, but it was cool. It was called Playboy Shootout, and they had ten photographers and ten models. They did all these competitions, and the winning model and photographer got the centerfold of, of an issue. So uh, it was cool. It was this huge mansion yeah. in Malibu, and you know, drove up the coast every day, and you know, it's long hard days and. Almost got fired on the first day of that one too, but I managed to. Because not. you were having long hard days. That's <laughs> <laughs> I would have been fired too. Walking around uh, long and hard everywhere. Seriously, <laughs> it, it, it was a long day. That was that was a rough one. 
yeah. <laughs> but so you, you you did this work for the Playboy Channel, but was it actual porn? Or have you ever worked in pornography? Okay, so <laughs> man, <laughs> I have. It's another long story, but Mark Cuban was my boss, and I was working okay. with Dennis Rodman, and I did work and produce a porn once. The, it was the first ever show in high definition in America. It was on HD net and it was called Geek to Freak with Dennis Rodman. And out of here. Nobody knows about this show because no one had that channel at the time. Mark Cuban owned it. No one had it. I didn't until the this was in 2006 or seven, probably. And I didn't watch that, my own shit until COVID. And I just happened to find it for $5 on eBay on a DVD and I bought it. And but he would take a geek and turn him into a freak. So there was like a classical violinist he turned her into punk rocker there was like a figure skater turned her into like roller derby and one was like this really nerdy like scientist kid from ucla that turned into a porno director and it ended up being like pretty like full-on porn which we did not expect but it i mean this it my mom came to visit me in la for the first time not for that true, mom. but she, she we're talking and she's sitting where the secretary usually sits and I was in the back on a conference call. So this guy comes in with this huge box. This is, and it's like, this is for Gary. So oh, yeah, I'll take it for him, whatever. It's like sign, like opens it up. And it is just porno DVDs from this company, <laughs> like 70 of them. And it was like, some, like, it wasn't just normal porn. <laughs> oh, it's the downright filthy stuff. It was rough, man. The like, fetishes, my mom, right? The, the fetishes. <laughs> my mom worked at the church for 35 years. Oh, she's like, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, she's she's not a, a prude, like, freaking out or anything. But she's like, what the fuck are you doing out here? I thought you worked with Dennis Rodman. I'm like, I am. Side hustle, mom. Yeah, it was just like 70 DVDs of, and like it was rough shit, man. Oh like, my oh, god! Man. Wow, that is that's crazy. an amazing story. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's man. Got, so, it, that was a rough really, one. Let me ask you about your podcast because I think this kind of I was going to ask you how that you came up with this idea, but knowing your story, right, of adversity. So you have the uh, the Tragedy Academy podcast with your co-host Jack Hicks. And, and the, this is what you talk about. You have guests that are on that, that go through, you know, tragedies or, or adverse times in their lives and they kind of somehow get past it and, and turn that into success. Can you talk more about this podcast of yours? Yeah, it was actually, it was an existing podcast and I was a guest on it two different times. And me and the host, Jay, just became good friends, started talking all the time and, you know, he had me on because we had a mutual friend and I had, you know, a story and that I, I'm usually behind the camera, but sometimes I like to come on and I, I've, I've quite a few people, you know, I've spoke at high schools and stuff have told me that I've inspired them in some way. So, you know, I kind of, I like to give, you know, give back and I like to talk. And so finally, after a while, he said, Hey, you want to come on and be the co-host? And I accepted. And, you know, we've been doing it for a year or so together now and have a, a spinoff coming up too. It's called Bars and Scars. It's going to be music and combat sports related. The two things okay. I'm into. So, we're going to start that in about four weeks, I guess. Yeah, the first week of November, probably. But um, yeah, it's a cool thing. We have such a crazy cross-section of people from the number one falconer in Dubai. who's the first woman they ever let handle yeah, the falconer. <laughs> yeah, like create to like fighters to, you know, you name it. We try to have as diverse of a, a crowd as we can. And, you know, anyone that's got a story, which everyone really has a story if they're willing yeah. to tell it. Without giving away too much, because you know people should go and check out the podcast. But what's your favorite story 
that, that you've heard from a guest? Man, there's a lot of the first one I ever, or first or second one was Ellie Nightheart, who was married to Jim Danville Nightheart, the wrestler. Yeah. Brett the Hitman Hart was her brother, brother. Uh-huh. and their dad was like the guy that started wrestling. So she lived up in Canada and she just told, she had so many stories about like a junkyard dog coming over for Thanksgiving dinner and like <laughs> them going in the backyard with like, you know, her brothers and junkyard dog and Hulk Hogan and all these people like having wrestling matches in the backyard after like the Thanksgiving turkey. And I grew up really loving wrestling and shit. So that one was like super interesting is to hear the stories. Um, I think that one, there's so many. I got a good friend, Vince, who was a UFC fighter. And before his first fight, they did an MRI and he's on the scale weighing in and they ran and got him. And they're like, we need to get you into surgery like right now. And I had this rare, rare brain disease. And if he would have got hit in the head, he would have died. And they were surprised wow. that he didn't die at, at that time. So he went into wow. like a 14 hour emergency surgery and said, you're definitely never fighting again. You might not walk. And uh, he ended up making it back to the UFC and, and it's like a per professional cyclist now and wow like i think that was one that was just like adversity and and, and triumphing over that geez and just having the balls to get in there no matter what the doctors say like gotta be seriously you know and you know he has a he goes to he has a big scar in his head now and he goes to like these you know hospitals children's hospitals and like tries to make the scars cool you know because the kids are so self-conscious about them and cool tatted up fighter like scars are cool you know so like he's a good dude and i think he's helped a bunch of kids feel better about their situation and raise money for it as well so i think that's another one that's really awesome that's awesome that's great that's great that's a beautiful thing right there so uh, it's great that he's helping out the kids and what's also great is you are about to help us out with our topic for today <laughs> so we are going over our five cents on the best actors that could engage in the MMA world. And to help us out, Logical Genius, please explain to our guests what's going to happen in the next section. All right, Gary, you're familiar with the show. We know you have a background in television and movies and production. And we know you have a background in in MMA and a, a fan of mixed martial arts and fighting. So you're the perfect judge for this debate because we need to know which one of us has the best list of the top five actors who would be successful in MMA if they fought in MMA or UFC specifically, but there's a bunch of different, you know, leagues out there and and competitions out there. So what we're going to do, HLS, Sosa, Juve, and myself are going to present to you our list of our top five, one at a time. We don't know each other's list. We haven't seen each other's list. And then you, at the end of it, get to decide who is in third place. We skip second place because we don't give a damn about second place. Mm-mm. And ultimately, we want to know who the first place winner is. Any questions? I have one question. Would it be like right now, today in MMA or in their heyday or most potential if they were to start to train to be good at MMA? Great That's question. a great question. That is a HLS. Fantastic why question. don't you explain to our guests what's the criteria for judging? Gary, that's a beautiful question. And you know what? There is no criteria. Not a none. You might decide to choose me because my list has the most most punching power. Punching power. Okay. You might decide that you choose my list. Because I have a wrestling belt right behind me. 
got one point already. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you might pick my list because of the diversity and the skills involved in my list. It is completely up to you. Totally up to you. But what you have to decide now is who do you want to go first? Hmm. I would say we'll go, and, and from my screen, we'll go top down. So, so, so logical, then you could bring up the rear. And that's what he used to do. You did it right in the right order. Right there. Right. Let's remember that order. You but didn't even do it on purpose, you, and you did it right. Yeah, you did it right. You did it right. Just remember that order. In the building, here we go. I'm going to go with my list right here. And starting at number five, I am going with brute strength in their prime. And I'm going with Shaquille O'Neal, who played in the movie Kazam. Shaq was an absolute terror. They had to change the backboards in stadiums because he was tearing down the backboard. He had brute strength so imagine getting kicked in the chest by Shaq it is over for you so that's who I got at number five at number four I have David Bautista who played Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy he already has a wrestling background was a champion and I think that he would do very well in the UFC he has the build for it I think he would do great at number three, I have Michael J. White, Spawn himself. He is like Wesley Snipes on steroids. You see him with a shirt off, he got a six-pack on top of a six-pack, which I guess would make it 12. So he definitely has the skill set to be in the ring. At number two, I'm going with Bruce Lee. I mean... I don't know what list doesn't have him on. If they don't have him on the list, then they really tripping with that. <laughs> Bruce Lee was just phenomenal, legendary, generational. And it was hard for me to put him at number two. I really wanted to put him at number one. But at number one, because MMA is not just the fighting. It's about the promotion piece. And you have to have the most electrifying entertainer in the world, which is the Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is that dude. He is that guy. He has the tequila brand. He has the XFL. What he has done for wrestling, I mean, by far, number one. So right there, that is my five cents on the topic. You're going to listen to Logical Genius who's probably going to give you a bedtime story that's going to put you to sleep. So go ahead yeah. and get your go, pillow. Yeah, go grab your pillow, Gary. Get ready oh, to be boy. underwhelmed. <laughs> I hate already begins because the intimidation is already there. I mean, I, I think I hear the dump truck backing up for your list, Juve. So, so I might just throw you, that with the trash. You know it's that Brinks truck. Oh, you know man. it's the Brinks truck, the money oh, bag. All right. Ooh. Gary, that list was suspect, but I'm going to give you a real list. I'm going to give you the list. So... Also, Drew's list is a little, I, I see, we can talk about in the cross-examination. I see the angle that he's approaching with it, but it's not really, we're talking about success, right? You, success means you win, right? You want to win in the MMA. You want to be top dog in the MMA. So I start my list off at number five with Tom Hardy. 
Now, he was Bane, played Bane. He played in the movie Warrior, which was an MMA-based movie. Highly praised, I think, for its accuracy by a lot of people. Also, Venom in the Venom movies. But not many people know he studied or studies jujitsu. And he's competed in jujitsu tournaments. And he's won in jujitsu tournaments. So he is no newbie to well he's a newbie because i think he only started in 2011 and he's what 45 now so he started pretty late in life and to start that late in life and to be a champion means that he his potential if he started even younger he already has the work ethic from his acting everyone who's had him on a movie knows about his work ethic and his dedication to his roles and how he trains for his roles so i think he would be very successful in in mma at number four, I don't know, some of our listeners may be too young to know this name, but she's been in over 50 action films between 1985 and 2004. She's known as the queen of martial arts. Her name is Cynthia Rothrock. Now, I remember her from the movie, I think Lady Deathstrike or Lady Strike, but she holds seven black belts and multiple disciplines, including Tang Soo Do, Taekwondo, she knows eagle. She studied eagle claw, wushu, northern Shaolin, kung fu, pailun, white dragon kung fu. I don't even know what that is, but she's studied all that. So she is a martial artist and she's an actress. So she has the discipline. She has the pedigree and she's an actress. She has the acting chop. 50 films. That's a lot of films. That's a deep. You went, you went dig deep, you know. You oh, went. Hey, I got it. I got to I got to give love to the ladies. You know, there, there's some good MMA female fighters out there. At number three, I have one of my favorite, I guess, Hong Kong action stars and actors, uh, Donnie Yen. Now, Donnie Yen, for those who don't know, he was in the movie Ip Man, and he's been in the, the latest John Wick movie that, you know, he was the guy that John Wick was fighting towards the end, the blind, the blind guy. But he's been acting for years, for decades. But he's a trained martial artist. He has, he's trained in Jeet Kune Do, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Taekwondo, Hapkido, Judo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Wing Chun, all of these different styles. And he has a six-degree black belt in Taekwondo, a black belt in Judo, and a, and a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So he knows his stuff. So And he's disciplined. Again, another disciplined actor. At number two, I have Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, people know him from Fear Factor. But people know him, also know him as the, the, the voice of MMA, right? He's the commentator for all the UFC fights. But he's not only a, a commentator, he's a diehard mixed martial arts fan and practitioner. He has multiple back belts. He has one in Taekwondo, one in brilliant Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He has he studied in Muay Thai, kickboxing, wrestling, which is big. And when he was younger, he was a fighter. He won U.S. Uh, Open Championship in Taekwondo as a lightweight. And he was a full contact state champion in Massachusetts for four years in a row. So he knows how to fight. So he has the pedigree as well. And at number one, I, I wanted, you can't, I mean, he's the father. People have anointed him as the father of MMA, right? And, and I agree with Soso Juve. You cannot have a list actors and martial MMA without having Bruce Lee on that list. I mean, the man, his style, Jeet Kune Do, that he started or invented or came up with, 
was based it was it's kind of like what MMA is about now, right? It's a mixture of different martial arts into one where it's not it's it's style free. It's not just one style, it's not just kickboxing, it's not just Muay Thai, it's not just Kung Fu or karate. It's a culmination of all types of uh, martial arts into this one fighting packages, which is what the great MMA fighters today are, right? They're not just great at one style. So Greg, I'm Greg. Sorry. For Gary, that is my list. Solid. Two, we had two solid lists so far. And here comes HLS bringing up the rear, as you said, Gary, because I know your name. Right. <laughs> we, we, so everyone legit. always calls me Greg my whole life. I, 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 it's like one letter in common, but they always You know what's funny? I have, I have a co-worker named Greg, and I had a bunch of meetings with him today. So it's like his name was in my head. So I, get I apologize for that. Now. Don't make excuses now. <laughs> so I took my assignment a little bit differently. I On my list are, are legit quality, notable actors who's been in, not just appeared in something or maybe a couple of movies under the belt or maybe TV shows. I have legitimate actors on my list, characters. And number five, I have Wesley Snipes. Maybe you don't know. Maybe some people don't know, but he has a fifth-degree black belt in Shotokan Karate, a secondary black belt in Hapkido. He trains in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Kung Fu, and Capoeira. Wesley Snipes. Ooh, he, he, nice. he has a lot of fighting ability under his belt. And number four, some people might think this is a weird one, but... He also, he's trained in numerous martial arts, jiu-jitsu, wushu, boxing, and Krav Maga, and that's Keanu Reeves. This is not, he's not just Neo. He's, he's not just Neo. <laughs> and number three, we all know this guy. He's a badass. He does Wing Chun, kickboxing, Koyushan Karate, Jason Statham. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on about how many different fighting styles he has. And number two, a lot of people don't know this either. He was actually a professional kickboxer. His record when he ended his career was 76 and 9. He has multiple titles, and that's Idris Elba. He's also trained in MMA too. And then number one, you heard this name before, but I have him number one on my list. It's Michael Jai White. The size, the power, eight black belts in Shotokan Karate, Taekwondo. I can't pronounce Wushu, Koyushun, Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> since the age of seven. There's some ones I can't even pronounce. But that, Gary, is my list on the top actors who be so dominant in the MMA. Okay, so Gary, what's going to happen next is we're going to get into something that we like to call cross-examination. So do you have any questions for us or clarifying points from our list that you need as HLS puts his list in the chat? Uh, well, this is going to be harder than I thought. I thought there'd be somebody that was like, obviously the winner. Uh, yeah, we don't make it easy. Yeah we, yeah, we don't make it easy. I think the the debate for me will come down to how credible they are as an actor and what defines being good. Does that mean being a champion like you brought up, or does it possibly mean being a mid-range guy that's a superstar that moves the needle and brings in the fans? So there's a lot of different ways that you could judge this. And is it today, right now, or is it 
back in their day. Some of the people listed aren't even alive anymore. Does that count? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the angle. So I, I guess I will jump in uh, with that. The difference between my list and the other two guys is I am thinking about the business aspect of MMA. People want to see the fight. It's not just about the skill. It's about all of the theatrics that come with it. And my list definitely has the theatrics that come with it. Shaq is a huge personality. Michael J. White and Bruce Lee, they both bit off my list. So, I mean, off rip, you got to give me credit for that. And then you got The Rock on there. Whose list is going to sell the most pay-per-views? You got to think about that, Gary. That's all I need to put out there. Then Their list is all right, but they're not selling out the pay-per-views. See, I'm, I'm a true competitor, Gary. I want to win. I want to win. If I, but my whole thing, if I got into MMA, into basketball, into football, into whatever sport or competition, I'm taking on that competition to win. I want to be the champion. I want to be the best. So, I, I yes, that's important. But I think when you're a winner, people flock towards winners. And, and you're going to get that camaraderie and you're going to get that praise. I mean, Khabib was not very not a very marketable guy, right? People flock to watch his fights and, and watch his fights against and everyone else. So, But who did they watch more, Khabib or Conor McGregor? I mean, that's one fight. No, but what I'm Khabib, saying... Khabib didn't fight once. He didn't fight once. But Khabib didn't fight once. He had multiple fights. And people flocked to watch his fights. Yeah, but who was a bigger draw? Who's a bigger draw? In terms of what? Okay, I'll take I'll take your silence as you know what. The no, I mean, what do you mean in terms of bigger draw? And what in what sense? Who was more popular? Who was more known? It's, it's of course it's McGregor. Okay, that's it. That's what what does that say. have to do with being successful? That's not the only reason you're successful in MMA. I mean, it at the end of the day, it's a fighting competition. You, you're there to win fights. You could be the biggest draw and, and get your ass kicked. That don't mean anything. Oh, without a doubt. Look at, look at I mean, look at CM Punk. CM Punk was a big draw. He was a big name in WWE. Mm-hmm. He went to the UFC, didn't really do much, and kind of vanished. He was terrible. Yeah. yeah. So he was a big name. So so and how long did that last? How long did his career last? A couple of fights, maybe? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Gary, as you know, my list is a little bit different. I'm not I'm not just going for, yeah, for, for I'm going for fighters. Because you know what? People flock to MMA because they want to see a good fight. The names will come. The names will be built up over time. People want to see a fight. And all of my list has quality fighters on there, proven fighters on there. I don't know. Keanu Reeves is a proven fighter. I mean, unless you bit into the, you know, the Neo, the Matrix, and and John Wick and stuff. Jiu-jitsu, wushu, boxing, Krav Maga, and more. First of all, it's not Krav Maggot. I said Krav Maga. It sounds like Bushu to me. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> like Bushu. That's, That's the like art me. you study. The art. The art of Bushu. <laughs> Logical. You said Joe Rogan's an actor. What? What? Name mm, three things he's right acted there. in. Go ahead, he is an actor. He, name, he had name, a contract. Name three things he was he's on the show. In. He was on the show News Radio that ran for four seasons with Phil Hartman, who passed away. Okay. He was on what's the other show? 
I mean, he's active for four years. That was <laughs> he's been on, he's on the he's been on the Chappelle show a few times. He's been on three or four episodes of Chappelle show. So he's an actor. I get it. If you said, oh, he just was a guest appearance on the show one time, whatever. No, you're right. I wouldn't agree with him being a quote unquote actor. That's someone who has an acting role, but not is considered an actor. He was signed on the contract with Disney. As, what does that mean? As, he was an, he had exclu- Disney had exclusive rights to produce his acting shows and television appearances, etc. He he was under contract with them. I think we would have rather pay money to see Joe Rogan feed someone spiders to eat than to watch him fight. Hey, but I, he's still I, an actor. If you're going to disqualify him as an actor or try to disqualify him as actor, you can't because he's an actor. He was acting for ex- like ten years. He he was a regular on news radio. Yeah, he was there for five seasons. Ironically, I, his name was Joe on that show. <laughs> he, he he's like brother man from the fifth floor in Martin. Is that is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> Pretty much. No, no. I mean, he was also on the show. Um, damn, what was it? He was on he was on the movie with Kevin James, who actually is a big MMA fan himself. It was a do that zoo movie. He, he zookeeper. He was an actor in that. So he's been acting. He is he an, like a well accomplished actor? I wouldn't say that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but he is an actor. We didn't okay. say these people had to be Oscar-worthy actors. No, no, no. I was, just, I was just curious. I don't know Joe Rogan, the actor. I know Joe Rogan, the host. He didn't start his career that way. He started in comedy, led to acting, and then led to Fear Factor, and then led to the commentary stuff. Okay. And now he's a podcaster. And now he's a podcaster. So, Gary, did you have anything else for cross-examination? Not really. All right. Then it's decision time. We want to know who do you have in third place? Man. (laughs) The tough one. Because Logical Genius dug deep, but unknown, you know, actors in there. One maybe not even considered an actor depending on how the criteria question i think he has a sad card i think he has a sad oh, card also, <laughs> legit. you also have to put Shaq in that category too who is in yeah very I, few acting roles he, he i wouldn't consider known, him an actor yeah you know so that you have that Kazam, um, an awful movie what are you talking about right but i think those, call that acting <laughs> tom hardy was a good call I've seen him train before in person, and The Rock's also got some training. Obviously, Bruce Lee's a good one. Oh, I don't know. I would say third place. Oh, this is this is tough. This is tough. Didn't say it was gonna be easy. Can I pick second place first? No, we <laughs> don't care about se- there is no second. There is no second. We want second is the first loser. <laughs> third place oh man this is a tough one trying to add the points up in my brain (laughs) i would say i'm gonna say the rogan and the few of the unknowns kind of make it so they wouldn't be a complete draw mark in I'm looking at this as if you're like the owner of the company picking who you want to fight, you know? So I think that would be the least money-making and you'd probably go out of business quicker. So logical genius. I'm going to have to put you at 
three. Just looking at this as uh, if I'm Dana White of this fantasy. Uh, Gary, I went, I went with true fighters. True fighters. Gary, you, you made a good choice. You made a good choice. <laughs> oh, man. It's a tough one. Logical I believe, genius. I do you believe they'd be the best. And you went for broke. <laughs> there's a, a lot of really good fighters that never were put in the big leagues because they just would be boring as hell and no one would watch them. So Okay. okay. That's fair. But right. it's, it's very close. And number one. Number one, Gary. We don't care about number two. One of you had three of the same people on your list as I did. I think I'm pretty smart at this whole deal. So I'm going to be picking Line Stepper as number one. Wow. That's right, Gary. That's right. You stepped in the right direction, baby. Yeah. Uh, Let's just, go. That's all my own ego. That's why I picked that one. And uh, Idris Elba was the one that put it over the top. I've watched the show he was on, and and he's a really good fighter. Keanu also trains at a place that I've been to a bunch of times in L.A., and he's actually really good, especially at jiu-jitsu. Wesley Snipes also trains there under Hegan Machado, who's, you know, really like one of the best jiu-jitsu guys of all time. And so I would say that those were the ones that kind of put it over the top. Nice, nice. Okay. So, yeah, so okay. as you mentioned, who else was on your list? Yeah, what's, um, your, what's your five cents on the topic? So I had Idris Elba. I had Keanu. I had Michael Jai White. I had Ashton Kutcher, who was a black belt. Uh, in jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know what? He, he was my honorable mention. He was my honorable yeah, mention. because you Googled him. Stop. <laughs> and last, Michael B. Jordan, who is a phenomenal oh. boxer and who I've also worked with and He's I young didn't even think of him. I didn't think and uh, a moldable kind of guy. If he learned at the ground game, like he, he's, he got to boxing and dedicated his life to it when he started doing those. And I feel like he's just a natural athlete. So I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Played a great quarterback. That's a nice sleeper pick. Right there. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a tough one. I've thought about this all day. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is I'm telling you, right. there's a few. I had Demi Lovato list. on there because yeah, she's Demi a Lovato. jiu-jitsu player. I took her off. I had Tom Hardy. I had almost everyone. Except the random people that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, who? Wait, 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 Gary. Who haven't you heard of on my list? Yeah, yeah really, I've heard of them all. But I didn't just know the name of the now. guy in. in yeah, yeah. I, I didn't go with. I didn't go with yeah. big names. That's no. that was my. I wasn't. Tr- I was trying to go with more of the martial art credentials than the big names. I think or the no It just depends on the criteria. If yeah, if that was the only criteria, you'd have won. Purely entertainment. You know, so so love with the one, and just being most like me got the, got it done for image line stuff. Okay. <laughs> no, I just I tried to think of it, and because I didn't know what the criteria was going to be, so I kind of tried to think of who could actually fight, who'd be entertaining, you know. And I was kind of thinking about today more. That's why I didn't put I Bruce Lee would have been my first, you know. But I was like, okay, mm-hmm. got to pick people that are alive probably. But Bruce Lee obviously is like the godfather of all this stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you this. There's a guy fighting this week in one FC, which is the biggest organization in Asia. His name's Tan Lee. And he's the fighter that most fights like a video game on the planet. And he will at some point be as big as one of these Bruce Lee type characters or Jet Li guys once he pursues acting after this. So if you guys get a chance to watch him. He was a champion for a long time, had an off night and ended up losing the belt, but he's coming back. But if you ever see a guy doing all the spinning crazy stuff like mm-hmm. but actually lands with power and it's entertaining but great guy check him out because he's 
he could be the next Bruce Lee, I think. Oh, wow. Nice. All right. We're going to have to check him out. Um, yeah, it's tough. I, I would pick this list. I would pick each one of you at, under different criteria. So y'all put good you know, thought into it. You had good arguments. I just had to pick kind of the list that encompassed most different things, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I think you had a great breakdown. And I think that's yeah, kind of did. the beauty of the show is yeah. it's about perspective and the art of persuasion, right? Yeah. So we're trying to persuade you towards our way. And you went with what was closest to you. And that's, I think, part of the beauty of this show. Yeah. Can't argue against your logic. So, right. Most and the people. other beauty of our show is we ask social media what their thoughts are on the topic. And I believe we got some chat GPT potential responses as well. Um, so logical genius, what do you got out of the people? Yeah, poll? so the, the people's poll, Gary, we, we reached out to socials and got their input. And here are some thoughts that people had. Bruce Lee came up like the most. I think that still resonates with a lot of people, Bruce Lee. Jackie Chan came up. I'm not sure. I, I was thinking about him, but I'm not sure. Wesley Snipes came up. Um, Jason Statham came up. And Jet Lee actually came up mm. as well. So that was the people's poll. A couple honorable mentions was Chuck Norris. Yeah. I had actually Chuck Norris on my list. I mean, that I guy. For, yeah, he was an honorable mention. He has, talk about pedigree. I mean, he has, you know, a good martial arts background and pedigree. Looking at his history and background, you know, he was a competitive martial artist before he got into acting. Uh, he was a champion for six consecutive years in, in a row, so he knows his stuff. Any honorable mentions from you guys? Yeah, I had uh, Chris Helmsworth on my list. He's trained in Muay Thai and boxing as well. He was my honorable mention, too. Yeah, mine was Chuck Norris, but we already said that. I had Michelle Rodriguez, who plays Letty in Fast oh, and Fast and Furious. Yeah, she also did a boxing movie before she became she did. big. She did, yeah. Um, that she was pretty good in as well. So I, she was my honorable mention. She just looks tough. Like, yeah. yeah, right. And that was like, that was the difficult part of putting this list together. Because if you're a good actor, like, you can't tell if they can be a good fighter. Well, he, act, they, they, he or she acts like they can fight. But I don't know if that's going to translate into the actual, you know, MMA ring. and Or they could just go and look good and then get the ass whipped. I don't know. So like Ed O'Neill, like, you know, Al Bundy, like he's yes. a black belt. Like, yeah. Jiu -jitsu, right. black belt. It's, yeah. And it's, that's a tough, the jujitsu, you try to look for their ears and see if they got cauliflower. Cause they look like normal dudes most of the time and they'll just wrap <laughs> you up and you're unconscious before you know it. So yeah. Right. Um, one of the Jonas brothers, I forget which one is pretty good. He was in that kingdom show, Frank Grillo. He's also a fighter. That's a name that name sounds familiar and you don't know until you see the face and then he's been yeah. a lot of stuff. But those two guys studied. I, I know he wasn't, he's not an actor, but Mark Zuckerberg, he's been like studying yeah. and doing yeah. MMA and jujitsu. And he's jacked now compared to what he was before. So he's been getting into that as well. So. So then sidebar question, Gary, who you got in a fight, Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk? Who you got? <laughs> I feel like Elon will cheat. So. Yeah. <laughs> he'll build like a robot to like come yeah. fight for him. Or, something. Yeah. or like he'll like like adamantium into his body and become like a cyborg or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've seen Zuckerberg 
film on him training and, and shit, and he looked pretty good. And I haven't seen anything on Elon, but Zuckerberg seems like he'd be younger and more fit. So, yeah, but, agreed. You know, yeah, those so, both those guys. I'd like to see it though. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be pay per view sold out for sure. Definitely. Winner gets all the social media accounts ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. The I didn't even notice Twitter turned to like X. I, I don't even know. Like one day it wasn't Twitter anymore. And like, X, yeah, yeah. Anymore. yeah. Like Rebranding. That's, that's not good. Something's bad about that. I'm not sure what it is. But <laughs> it just don't sound We're right. Find out. It's coming. Yeah. Exactly. So Gary, uh, that was our people's poll, and we definitely want to thank you for being on the show. If people wanted to follow you and the movement you got going on, how would they get in touch with you? I would say check out the Tragedy Academy on Instagram. My personal is Gary DeFranco 147. Either one will lead you to the other one. But I would say Instagram, Tragedy Academy or tragedyacademy.com. Check us out. Um, and, you know, I would say if, you know, if you want to know more about me or about what we do, we've got the bio there and everything. And I think that's the best way and i really appreciate you guys having me on this is a lot of fun you know i always known like my face hurts from smiling and like laughing. <laughs> it was a good day so it was definitely good <laughs> nice 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 so what we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and say awesome. good night to the people logical genius go ahead and kick us off uh, i i should have had chuck norris on my list people because i mean his his roundhouse game hls do you know about chuck norris's roundhouse game I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, he, he Chuck Norris doesn't do roundhouse kicks. He just lifts his leg and the plant spins underneath him. That's that's how good he is. <laughs> good night, people. <laughs> yes, a good old Chuck Norris joke. You remember what that was like? Hot? That was like oh a trend God. for like yeah. a half minute there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go ahead and say good night to the people. Oh man, Gary. Your decision making was quite questionable. It was. I felt like we were sure. there. I felt like we were there. I felt like you were nodding your head with the star power of my list, but it fizzled out. It was tough. It was a tough one. Yeah, but I appreciate you being on the show and part in the wisdom and these great stories. I mean, this is maybe some of the best stories on this episode agreed, here. Agreed. Thank That's you for it that. It's, yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. I like doing this. You know, it's always, you have to be like, the host and it's like you can't really always be yourself because you have to like stick you know it's more about the guests so mm -hmm. to be able to like come on and be like more myself but like, it's a lot of fun and this one was good wow. I, I knew this was going to be tough and i was like all right there's going to be one that's just obvious winner and then it was not in my five. <laughs> like <laughs> my five cent show people you think it's easy but it's really not uh, being a host not, is not easy being not, a guest is not easy not. this is not easy we just make it look easy and let me introduce our champion for this week hls good night say good night to the people habitual line stepper has done it again gary you stepped in the right direction thank you so much the champ is here I felt like that was my line. Did you just like my line? I don't understand Probably what's happening here. Probably did. Either it's way. film. Right? film. <laughs> there you go. Good one. And Gary DeFranco, our special guest. Please say goodnight to the people. Good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.